Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're going to talk some rugby. 2023 is going to be a massive year for rugby in New Zealand with Super Rugby kicking off in a week and a World Cup approaching rapidly. There are so many storylines to keep across the law, from law changes to selection battles and rugby news mag. Just like us here at SENZ, we'll be across it all. Campbell Burns is editor of Rugby News Magazine. He's got the new issue out and here he is with us this morning to break it all down. How you doing, Campbell? Good morning. Very good morning to you, gents. How's it going? Oh, very good, mate. Very good. We're just yeah, having a good old morning, just reaction to what's going on around the country. But we're trying to put some smiles and some faces, and I'm sure this magazine will go a long way, mate. What's the focus of this edition? Yeah, mate. Well, so we've, uh, we've got our uh, 28 uh, Super Rugby special out. Um, started back in 96, of course. So we've uh, we've got it all covered, all six uh, New Zealand Super uh, rugby teams in Super Rugby Pacific and and in the women's game in, in uh, Opiki we've uh, we've got uh, the oil on all four of the women's teams there so uh, plus ten player features so uh, it's all it's all covered and pretty much a, a one stop shop for for Super Rugby and, and Rugby News. Yeah, it's a it's a great magazine, um, Campbell. It's got everything that you want to know about rugby, and it, um, including this uh, Super Rugby Pacific. Um, do you think Super Rugby Pacific is is a fair chance to be the best version of Super Rugby? I'd certainly like to think so. Um, although, of course, without the added favour of the South Africans, um, which was certainly, which was certainly important for uh, for many years up until twenty twenty, um, Campy, but. Uh, Look, I think um, the one good thing is that there's some integrity in the points table, so that if you finish in the in the top eight, you, you'll make the playoffs. Um, there won't be any of this uh, conference stuff that they previously had, um, which really took away some of the integrity from the log. And um, so I think look, last year, last year was a bit messy at the start, um, but I think uh, we still saw the quality of rugby come through. So you'd like to think with less less disruptions in 2023. It'll still be good. They, they have tweaked a few things as far as um, trying to speed up the game, although I'm not sure whether Super Rugby actually needed to be spe- speeded up all that much. <laughs> uh, but certainly, certainly around things like the TMO, um, and obviously the TMO interventions uh, won't be as prevalent uh, for this season, which is which will be good to see. Oh, beautiful. I was going to ask you about those law changes. Uh, if you think NZR have gone and made a made the right decision, obviously speeding it up, but particularly with the the scrum area, with the the halfbacks not being able to come and and attack the back of that scrum, giving number eights a great opportunity. Are you loving them? Loving the innovation? Yeah, well, there are certain ones that I, I do like. I mean, that that one and taking away um, the 
the, the option of the halfback to be even more of a nuisance than they are is, is good. Um, hopefully that'll free up some play on the blind side. But I think, uh, and I, I noted that George Bauer, the All Blacks prop, uh, wasn't convinced um, when he was uh, when he spoke to media during the week about speeding up the scrums. Um, there could be a safety mm. issue there. Um, so, as I say, there could be question marks over that one in particular. But generally speaking, I think uh, most of them are, most of them are pretty good. Um, we've still got the goal line dropper. We've still got the 20-minute uh, red card, except for um, really bad foul play. So, I think that you know, if you if, if you look at a, at a whole, they they are working to try and make it a more attractive spectacle. Um, but I think in in general, I mean, Super Rugby never lacks for spectacle anyway. So, uh, I think it's more the international game they may have to look at. Less of a TMO influence is one I absolutely love. Making the rest, make a decision. They're out there, follow their first instincts, and at 99% of the time, it'll be the right one. Just going to tack back to the magazine, mate. You've got Kendra Coxedge and you've got Karen Reid having a huge influence on the magazine as well. So what, what can we expect from those pundits and, and what they're going to be able to write? Yeah, well, just with, with Karen, he's been writing for us uh, for the last year. Um, always offers some, uh, some, some really good insight. Um, and um, particularly in, in what he's doing uh, now with his, his um, work around leadership. Uh, but he's got some good insight into the mindset of a super rugby player. Um, and in, in this particular column, um, when you're looking ahead to a, a Rugby World Cup year, so how does a, an all-black approach super rugby leading into a World Cup? Um, so there's some good insights from, uh, from Rito there. Um, and, of course, we've got um, Kendra Coxedge, uh, to first column for us, mm. uh, fresh from winning the World Cup and fresh from retirement. Um, she's tipping a very even um, Opiki competition, although she uh, obviously her, her loyalties do lie with a matter too. Um, but, you know, it's great, <laughs> great to have Kendra on board. I mean, you know, probably the greatest Black Ferns uh, halfback of all time. So she'll be writing for us uh, all throughout the year and uh, look forward to her. Yeah, they, uh, observations from the game. They breed them tough there in Taranaki. Oh, oh Kendra, she's a champion <laughs> out, of that, out of that beautiful <laughs> little province. Hey, Campbell, well, just moving back to Super Rugby and uh, Razors 7, Pete, is there anyone stopping it? Do you see it this year? The only team that could come close would be the Blues, and so you would think Crusaders and Blues would be in the final again. Um, it's a question of whether, you know, is, if Richie Moonga is fit and playing well as we know he can all through the uh, the playoffs, then then I, I suspect the Crusaders will be very hard to beat and Razors uh, 7, Pete, will be on the cards. But the, the Blues would be the the only side really that's equipped with their roster to challenge them. Um, they'll be hurting from what happened last year in that final where they just got done uh, tactically as much as anything. So whether they can, they can put it all together, I mean, they reeled off 15 straight wins last year. If they can get to the final again, and then somehow put pressure on the Crusaders. We may see a first, uh, a first bona fide Blues title in 20 years. If you're a rugby fan, you'll love the Rugby News magazine. We've got Campbell Burns on. He's editor of Rugby News magazine, and we're talking all things rugby. I was having a squiz through the magazine yesterday, and I went through, and, and you obviously picked the, the Crusaders to win, the Blues to be finalists. But I had a look at the ins and outs of each squad. So who do you think had the most impact, the most success off the field to really uh, strengthen up their squads? Yeah, well, it's an interesting one because the... Um the, uh, if you look at the Blues, we had a very settled roster. So it's not so much who brings people in, but who's got the most settled roster. So um, funny enough, uh, um, Moana Pacifica had uh, one of the most settled rosters. I think they've only had one new player in and most of their their talent's been retained. But I think the Blues of the contenders 
have really only lost about four or five players, and one of them, of course, was Luke Romano. But I think uh, if you look at their roster as a whole, um, they have depth and depth and quality, and you have what you have to have anyway, particularly with these All Blacks stand down, and you're talking squads of 38. So um, you have to have to say the Blues look very, very settled, and if they can stay healthy and fit, you know, come come June, that's going to be uh, very much in their favour. But there will be a there will be that juggling um, of resources, particularly around the uh, the All Blacks, who I don't think can play more than five games in a row. So um, mm. certainly, I, I would think the Blues have uh, have done well as far as um, as far as their roster. But you know, the, the, uh, if you look at the Crusaders as well, I mean, they've all the, uh, they've all looked to have strengthened their their rosters. Uh, the Chiefs have got Damien McKenzie back, really good signing, and uh, Manaki Selby Rickett, um, who adds depth to what they've got at lock there. Um, the Highlanders, um, you know, the, the, all, all these teams have have depth in most positions. Um, I guess Moana, if they have injuries, you'd have a question mark there over their depth, but they will still challenge for the playoffs, and I think they'll be knocking hard at the door there. Hey, Campbell, we're, we're rolling into the Rugby um, World Cup as well, and have you been watching the Six Nations? What do you, what do you take um, from the Six Nations, and what do you think the All Blacks will be facing when they head to the Northern Hemisphere? Well, it's going to be tough. Uh, that that France Island game was really impressive last week. Um, the Irish, there was no fluke when they beat us down under um, last year, two uh, one. So I think they, if they can hold their bottle and if Johnny Sexton can stay fit, they'll be very tough to beat. But France, uh, second best team in the world as it stands, look very good. Scotland and Italy are, are certainly improving. Um, England still a bit of an unknown quantity under a new coach. Uh, Wales look to be struggling. I think the World Cup is really going to boil down to what happens in those quarterfinals because two of the best teams in the world are going to be knocked out. And uh, so what's going to happen, yeah. New Zealand and France will play uh, either, well, it looks like Ireland and South Africa. And uh, really it's a question of who, who plays who there and who emerges. And, you know, Ireland have never made a World Cup semi-final, so the pressure is going to be on them if they, say, play the All Blacks in the quarters because we know it happened four years ago in, in, in Japan. So... Uh, very, very tight, but um, unfortunately, because they did the seeding so far out, um, it means that two two very good teams um, are going to miss out. And I think, though, with the quality of uh, Northern Hemisphere rugby, um, we are see, we're, we're going to see some very stern challenges from the likes of France and Ireland. Yeah, I'd, I've been saying it a wee while now. I think Ireland are peaking too early. They haven't shown signs at a Rugby World Cup just yet. Maybe this year's the year. Well, if you look at our very own, the All Blacks, spots will be up for contention. And, and which positions will be scrutinised heavily during Super Rugby by All Black selectors? Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's going to be interesting, isn't it? I think um, <laughs> second five, there's going to be a whole lot of candidates at second five. We think Geordie Barrett's got mm. the inside running at 12, and he probably A mortgage has. on it. Um, yeah, look, absolutely. But then, you know, you've got Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, you've got Jack Goodhue coming back, you've got Quintu Pyre, uh, where does Anton Leonard-Brown fit in? So midfield's going to be a real logjam as to how they mix and match there. Then you've got blindside flanker. Is it going to be mm. Shannon Frizzell? With the inside running there um, from Black the Islanders, um, Black Adder, yeah. Well, look, I mean, this is a guy who played so well last year and um, and, and then yeah. got injured, but he he's the sort of guy yeah. who could absolutely take that All Blacks number six jersey. Very um, very hard nosed footballer, um, and if he can stay fit, then he's going to put pressure on Akira Uwani, Frizzell, and the likes of Luke Jacobson. So there's so much competition in that blindside flanker. 
but we don't know for sure who's going to emerge in, in July. So some headaches for, for Fozzie ahead, no doubt. Where, where are we a little bit lean at the moment, Campbell? Where are you, are you a little bit worried? Is it in the front row? Is it Where is it in that All Blacks team in terms of lacking a little bit of depth or the unknown? Yeah, it's, uh, it's hard to say. I, look, I, I, we certainly missed Joe Moody last year um, at Lucid Prop. Mm. Um, but then you've got someone like um, you've got someone like George Bauer, uh, who's who's challenging hard in that in that spot. So, you know, if Joe Moody can come back and have a great season, that will shore up that side of the scrum. Uh, we saw Tyrell Lomax step forward and do really well last year. Offer Tonga Farsi can play both sides, but is he more of a tight head? Um, so probably in the front row, we do need to shore things up a bit, um, a bit there. And I know Jason Ryan will be working hard on that. But again, it's a different one because it's a difficult one because Super Rugby, there may not be as many scrums. Um, the attrition rate in the in the Type Five won't be as much as Test Rugby. So do we get a clear picture in Super Rugby of who your best uh, Type Five is? You know, that that's the question. You know, someone like Patrick Tui Palutu. Um, you know he's going to be the starting Blues lock. You know is he going to take his chance and force his way into the into the squad and, and be one of the top three or four locks in New Zealand? Um, so, so so all those questions sort of uh, are surrounded. But I guess I guess in the props uh, there have been question marks um, in the last couple of years. Ethan De Groot has stepped forward. If he has a big season for the Highlanders uh, at loose head, he should shore up that. But I certainly want to see Joe Moody come back and sort of add some uh, add, add some extra in that the number one jersey. Yeah, he's looking fit. He played solid last week when they played the Hollanders, so he's looking fit. He's ready to rip in and have a, hopefully a, a big season, Campbell Burns. Hey, appreciate your time, Campbell. Is there anything else that our listeners uh, could potentially you know, read from the Rugby News magazine that, that you might be able to lead us into? Anything we haven't covered off? Uh, not not really. I mean, there's um, you know, as I say, there's um, for, for every franchise, there's a, there's a player you can you can look at, and of course, with Opiki, we've got uh, the woman, so we've got Features on um, Ariana Baylor, Luca Connor, Crystal Murray, and and Kendra Reynolds. Um, so that's starting nice. kicking off the day after Super Rugby Pacific kicks off. It's going to be short and sweet. Um, so there's going to be plenty of action there with a new to impress a new Black Ferns coach. Um, so there's going to be two competitions to keep your eye on, um, and it's all going to be covered in uh, Rugby News, which is out today. Beautiful. It's out today for all the latest rugby updates, analytics, interviews and more. Get the Rugby News magazine today. That was Campbell Byrne, Rugby News editor. We pre- appreciate your time, Campbell. Thanks so much. And, uh, yeah, may the best team win. Indeed. I'm, yep, I'm still picking a Crusaders Blues final there, Izzy, but, uh, <laughs> yep, it'll come down to that on June 24th. We're going for eight. We're going for nine. We're going for ten. Come on, Blues. Just the legacy of the on, dynasty Blues. just continues on. Thank you so much, Campbell. Awesome, guys. Cheers. There he is, Campbell Burns, talking all things rugby and giving us a little <laughs> hey, bit of mate. Yeah. I'm, you know, there's a lot of pressure because ever since I went, I went to Auckland, mm-hmm. they started winning. Now I'm back in the region. What if I'm the stopper? <laughs> well, we'll have to just talk about that if it happens, Louis. <laughs> <laughs> if you stop like, them, <laughs> I'm going to take pack your bags and I'll chuck you on that plane and get you out of here, mate, if you stop the Crusaders, all right? So please I'm, don't. <laughs> I'm, like, already anxious about being the stopper, but surely not. Nah, 
You know, you've already been down here. You were at the semi-final last year when they probably should have lost to the Chiefs, and uh, they, you didn't stop them then. So it ain't you, Louis. It ain't you. You ain't you ain't the demon like I am with those horse racing. Hopefully, I haven't stopped Louisiana man. But there you go. That was Campbell Birds talking all things rugby. The Rugby News magazine is out today.